Hello and welcome everybody to the Making of Smile and Company 2023 edition. The last time that you and Michael chatted, it was October of last year. Um, we're currently sitting in February of 2023. How are you feeling? Do you want to introduce yourself? For oh, those? for those of you who don't know this weird voice that's not Ashley or Michael, my name is Brian. I am uh, Ashley's husband. My better half. Mm, sure. <laughs> Hi, guys. So it's been a minute. It's been a minute since we last recorded. So this was actually Brian's brilliant idea. He got home early from work and he said, uh, we need to record. You keep saying you're going to be more consistent. And that was in October. <laughs> so I poured myself a glass of wine. Yep. And we're pushing record. So uh, since October, uh, has anything really been going on? Um, You've just kind of been <laughs> being lazy and enjoying the holidays? Well, we did throw our first ever retreat. That's right. How'd it go? Amazing. Yeah? Amazing. And if you were there, I-Y-K-Y-K. -Y -Y <laughs> um, I don't know that you guys fully talked about all of getting to, like getting through the uh, the retreat and kind of digesting the retreat and everything. You want to take a small little tangent? I know I want to I want to mostly focus on the practice because yeah. it's been a long time since we've talked about the office. Um, but you want to give a little brief tirade into how the retreat went, what your experience was, how you how you feel about everything coming into this new year? Yeah, so I haven't actually talked about it on any platform. Is that weird? Yeah, it so is weird. It's okay. So it's not my fault. The week after we had our retreat, we were on a cruise without internet. Correct. And then holidays. Mm -hmm. So it's like one big thing after another. But anyways, hi guys. I mean, the retreat, it was bar none my highlight for 2022 it was a culmination of months and months and months of preparation between me colin judy um some brian he no, likes to take credit no respect <laughs> what I'm, did you do we're not my chopped liver i mean you were definitely a key player when it was already <laughs> happening okay. anyways that's that's not it's not for here now so but it was the highlight it was Come the on. highlight why it's a highlight because um one i we did this um without any i feel like this is a different conversation like if you want to talk about smiling co i i don't want to take up smiling co because this is a whole podcast this is a whole podcast right okay all right, we'll get back to that. Guys, stay tuned for the making of a dental startup retreats uh, next episode, which maybe will come sometime like this year. a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so what's been going on with office? Uh, do you still have an office? I have an office and a half. An office actually. and a half? Yeah. Tell me more. Well, Smiling Co. Folsom is, is humming along, and I believe the last time we spoke, we were just getting out of network with Delta. Mm -hmm. So I can provide some updates regarding that. But our second location is about 30 minutes away from Folsom. And 
I visited yesterday and they just poured concrete. So things are taking shape on Saturday, guys. On Saturday, they're putting up drywall. So it's going to look like an actual office. Can, can we take one step back? You said they poured concrete. Um, were, poured concrete where? To cover the trenches. Okay. Just just wanted to clarify. Not a not a ground up build um, completely, right? Right. Uh, not not resurrecting or kind of not building a fresh building. Mm-hmm. Um, it had been kind of torn down to the studs. Yes. And trenched, obviously, since you guys are dentists and you guys need a whole lot of plumbing and electricity. It sucks that we need so much. It's stuff. so much easier being a physician. Can it's I tell so you? much easier. Like, we don't have to plumb anything other than no. a bathroom. Right. Dude, I would have so many offices if I, <laughs> if I didn't have to plumb anything. <laughs> Uh, um so yeah, i think i think at the last one you'd kind of just been getting through all the permitting process so the permitting process that freaking took six and a half months yeah and so i mean i think and that, how many tens of thousands did i even talk about that i think so yeah did I? it was a lot 70 something to be exact Seventy one thousand dollars to freaking get permits but once we got everything yes we hit the ground running right they did a, a lot of destruction Dude. Lots of destruction. <laughs> you started it. You were the first hammer. Yes. Um, and a lot of, uh, I guess it's technically called demolition, not destruction, but uh, <laughs> a lot of demo to kind of empty the space from its former life and start to build um, Smolenko Roseville. Mm-hmm. Um, then there was a lot of framing mm-hmm. and trenching. Mm-hmm. And so concrete was poured and we're going to have some... Some walls coming in. We're gonna have walls. It's kind of exciting. We're we're gonna have to make another trip out on Saturday. Yeah. Because I need to record that. Yeah. So what's what's been the what are, what are the what's been the highlight of this past few months design wise or building wise for for the new location? The highlight. I mean, this is my favorite part of the entire startup process. It's not actually the dentistry, guys. I just just want to build shit. Is that weird? Like, I feel like maybe I'm in the wrong profession. No, I love dentistry. Okay, love is a strong word. I love certain (laughs) parts of dentistry, but I freaking love the startup process. Like, and I don't know if we talked about my floor plan at all, but anyways, my floor plan is very unique to me because I'm crazy. And in fact, it was, um, did you not do, uh, the, the typical 300 square foot per operatory? No, I almost did. Yeah. Do you remember? I do. I very much do. (laughs) I, I, yeah. I tried. So the space guys is almost 3,800 square feet. And my first draft, I, okay, I, I designed it myself, the floor plan. The first draft, I squeezed in 13 operatories. And then I gave it to Brian. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? It's like, what do you mean? I have the space, thereby I can technically squeeze 13 ops in 3,800 square feet because, you know, you want to get the most bang for your buck. And, and then Brian basically brought me back to reality. He's like, you were going to be miserable in that. Um, and you know it. And before 
like four years are up, you're probably going to be itching to do another floor plan. Yeah. I mean, so I think the the thing that I was trying to remind you is that obviously doing a startup and or building an office from scratch is so that you can build it to make you happy. Right. And I think that you were trying to build it to maximize efficiency, which anybody who's met you knows that maximizing efficiency and Ashley <laughs> are not the same thing. I'm offended. <laughs> well, you can be, but that's not your style. No. And therefore, the more that you try to fit yourself into the maximize efficiency box, mm-hmm. the less happy you are with your practice. Yes. And Smile & Co. has never fit into a box, which is also something that you always bring up to me because it's very easy for me to listen to all these dental podcasts and then talk about how our office compares to that, to the standard, the quote unquote standard. And then I get stressed out and frustrated and, and you have to remind me like you have your own box. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think everybody has their own box, right? I mean, and there are people that are extremely efficient um, and there are people that are, you know, building something purely because they like pretty things and they want to make people's smiles look like pretty things. Right. And there are people that just really love bread and butter dentistry. Right. I mean, my personal practice is built on efficiency Um, and, you know, I don't do anything, you know, crazy, ridiculous, you know, cash pay $50,000 full mouth reconstruction stuff. Right. But I can do a whole lot of uh, what I do in a very quick time frame. And then it's just different for different things for different people. Um, But all that said and done. So we didn't do 13 ops. No. And so your floor plan has nine, nine. Um, And so, Ooh, I got, I got one that fits into this time frame. So you've had, you designed it all and you kind of, visioned it and worked with is that is that not the right word you envisioned it there you go um and worked with a great he's a physician by the way guys i mean we get to make up our own words this is the fun of being a doctor um but then you worked with a architect designer to create the most amazing beautiful uh space that you could possibly create and then what happened and then I realized uh, it was way out of budget. You built like a $5 million practice or whatever it was that, that uh, when they actually priced everything out that you guys had picked to put in. So your, they didn't actually ever give me $100 million chandeliers coming from the ceiling. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was a bit much and it was, it was so much. In fact, that my contractor said, before I continue down this rabbit hole of pricing line item by line item. Did you guys ever talk about a budget? Which we did. I remember, and I had it on our initial intake call, but um, apparently that budget is very, um, it's a guideline. It's it's like an imagine, it's like a dotted line. It's fluid, it's fluid. So uh, we had to do what's called value engineering. And I don't know if we spoke about that last time. I don't think so. Uh, so basically value engineering is when my contractor and my architect have to rework the plans and start cutting out the fat, start trimming out the things that aren't potentially necessary to the 
you know, to, to the structure or what have you. So that took months. And keep in mind, we purchased the building. So I've been paying the loan back for the property since we closed on it in June of last year. It is now February of 2023. So our carrying costs are a lot and we still don't have a dental office. So we tacked on two months, two and a half months of value engineering, basically reworking the plan, the design. And it really, that part sucked because, I mean, Brian and I, we flew to Denver in March and we had this whole like one-on-one meeting with the designer, the architect, and they had picked out the tile, the flooring, all of the things that were going to be in the space. And of course I fell in love, Mm -hmm. like fell in love. And then come to find out that it was way over budget. And once I got to see the value engineering, it didn't even look like the same space. And that's what really was so frustrating because I had gone through this whole process, chosen with the designer, all the things that I loved about the space, the floor plan, everything. And then it got taken away. And, and then basically it was a, like, why the hell did I, did I even do an architect and designer when it basically looked like a, a bare bones building? Like a dental office. (laughs) <laughs> it looked like a freaking dental office. Like, what am I, a dentist? Well, so, so you added back some of those things that you needed, right? We talked about just stretching the budget a little bit and making sure that you're at least going to be happy with the, the space and the, and the way it turned out. Yes. And so we, you know, found a nice comfy realm between our initial um, budget and the $38 million that they wanted to spend on 3,800 Your budget keeps going up and up. A million dollars a square foot, guys. That's how ex- nice of things that she tried to put in. Yeah. But it's okay. So we're putting up drywall this weekend. We're putting up drywall. And that's exciting. Yes. So it's February. When are you guys opening? Planning, supposedly opening. I'm going to conservatively say July. Okay. So how does your brain work if it's February, July is five, six months away? Um, how, does, how do you start thinking about that ramp up towards the new office and whatever is going to be necessary? Both, I mean, obviously you have a team that's going to kind of come with you over there, um, but like, you know, going and getting patients that are 30 minutes away from mm-hmm. your current office, trying to fill, fill that up. How's, how, how do, to walk me through that like thought process. Well, we just met with a um, a direct mail company, and um, they they've been fantastic guys. Their company is called Patient News. They're based out of Canada. And um, shout out to Karen and Jenny. You guys have been awesome. They were also a part of our retreat, and um, they have a track record of success for the past thirty years. So I never thought that we would be an office that was doing direct mail, to be completely honest. So you know that if we are doing this, it's going to be something that looks different. And that is why I was most intrigued to work with this company. 
They really figure out what your branding is and their team will provide the backbone, the structure of what you want to add, but it can be a completely custom piece. Like it doesn't look like all of the direct mail that you typically throw away. And over the years, I mean, our office has evolved a lot in terms of our target demographic. When we first opened, it was, okay, let's just get everybody we can in the door and let's accept every insurance under the sun minus Medicaid and um, HMOs. But I, I just wanted butts in the chairs. And I think that's pretty, pretty common amongst the startup crowd. And now that, now that we've been open five years, I realized that my demographic is not the 30 something year old young professional. Yeah. I think you actually described it as your demographic was you. Yeah. Like, a, you know, mid thirties mom, um, busy, busy, busy professional person. Mm-hmm. Um, and your evolution is to what, what's your demographic now that you feel like you're targeting? Oh, now, now my demographic is, um, Mr. And Mrs. Wilmore. The, um, tell me, tell me more about Mr. And Mrs. Wilmore. I don't think I've ever heard this, uh, this name board. Are, yeah, yeah. are enjoying life in their sixties. They have, um, adult children who they have already supported. Now they have lots of expendable income to really focus on themselves and um i want to be mr and i want to be mr and mrs wilmer you know the kind of people who will take their entire family plus grandkids on an all expense paid trip to disney world can we fast forward through um raising the kids and just get to the grandparent part yeah for real is that possible i think so (laughs) let's do it so my my demographic is yeah is is much older and and they're not necessarily on social media. So that's another reason why we're doing direct mail. Got it. So just maybe a kind of tangent off of that. Have you found that social media has been less effective at brand building or at reaching people? No, I think they go hand in hand. I think that social media has always been our, uh, what what we're known for. It's it has allowed us to have brand recognition Mm. and it um for right now smiling companies um instagram and facebook it's all about our culture all about the team all about the anniversaries and the birthday parties and the way we celebrate and um, and have fun with our patients Mm. so it becomes it becomes um like social proof because people are tagging us and resharing what we're doing. Um, but I would say some patients have found us, have found me on social media for cosmetics. But the fact that I don't advertise my my services on Instagram, I think it's, I don't know, I think it's what, mostly word of mouth. I don't know, I was asking. I don't know. I knew I really need to get better at tracking everything actually yeah okay so you're starting to work on direct mail um when is that actually going to start we had our call with patient news yesterday 
And then I have a week to grab photos together. And we have a follow-up call next Wednesday to go through basic layout, the things that I want to include. And um, and then we're going to pick and choose. So they're going to run an updated demographics report. And it's very sophisticated. They can they can dial it down to just like that the house the households that where you want the the pieces to drop. So when when you say photos, is that like photos of your $69 special that's gonna go on a mailer or what is, what are these photos? Oh no, there there will be no coupons whatsoever. But that's, but that's all the other dental mailers I get. Exactly. So uh there's no coupons. And we're we're basically talking about who we are and what makes us different. And um, most likely we're going to be doing like a meet the team, like highlighting the docs and um, yeah, definitely no specials. Got it. Okay. So mailers comma differently. <laughs> got, I, got, I got it. Um, all right. So that's what's going on with Smiling Co. Roseville. Um, let's circle back to the, the OG, Folsom. Awesome. What's been happening in Folsom? So you guys dropped insurances in September, if I remember correctly. Yes. Um, and so you had just done that at the on the last episode. Um, talk about that. How's that been going? I will say that we are, and I say this not to not to to gloat, but we are by far the most reviewed highest rated office in this area. So I say that um, with a grain of salt because I actually was surprised at how insurance driven a lot of our patients ultimately are. And I know we're in California, a very saturated area. And um, yeah, it's, We've seen a slowdown on our schedule in hygiene with our docs. So it's something that I, it would be remiss of me to not talk about that because I think when you go to the Facebook groups and they talk about being out of network and free for service and how everybody just absolutely loves it and no regrets, like I, I mean, I'm a little nervous. And I have a large team and we were getting a lot of patients from insurances. And in California, the way that Delta works is if you're out of network, the patient has to fork out all the money up front and then they have to wait for reimbursement because Delta just wants to be super difficult about that. So sometimes, you know, asking a patient to pay $2,000 or whatever it is for a crown is a lot of money. And with this impending recession, it's just been, it's just been hard. And I know that patients have been, um, they've been scheduling still with hygiene, but who's to say that when their six month checkup comes, they are still going to adhere to that. Or in the meantime, have they found an, a decent in-network dental office? So we were at um, our middle son's basketball game. Yes. Yeah. Second grade, second grade basketball. Yeah. 
uh, and one of the other dads has a dental practice in town. Mm-hmm. Nice practice, beautiful location, beautiful area. Um, <laughs> what did he say? What did he say to you? See, I don't know if he, if it was like a dig. But I don't think it was a dig. I think he was. Gen- I think he's genuinely a nice guy. Yes. And I think he was just talking. I don't think it was a dig. Um, and I don't. I don't think it, there was any mal intent with what he was saying. Yeah. Uh, I I truly think he's there. That that family is a very very kind family. But what did he say to you? Well, he said, um, "Well, first it was our first time meeting, and he asked me what my name was, and I told him, and he said, oh, Smiling Co. I know you, and um, I was surprised, and he basically told me that he's a dentist too, and then his next question was." So how has it been since you guys have been out of network with Delta? And then I, and I told him, I said, um, for the majority of our patients, we've, we've seen great response. Like they've, um, they've understood why. And, um, and you know, it, it, it's slower for sure. And then, and then his response was, yeah, I have to be honest. I see a lot of your patients now in my office and I know, I'm sure it wasn't a dig, but I think it just, it made it very real that, okay, like we have bent over backwards for patients. We are, we obviously have like wowed them with their experience, which is why we have so many glowing reviews. And I really thought that the majority of the patients would stay. Do you have any? actual numbers sense of what how many patients have um like percentage wise the attrition rate well we we monitor our reappointment rate every day so i would say on average it's still in the 90s but again before patients schedule treatment like if they need a crown you know a few fillings instead of having their copay be almost nothing when they are delta now they're at they're needing to fork out sometimes a couple grand and, and it's causing a lot more work for Judy and Jules because they're requiring or requesting a pre-auth, a a predetermination of benefits just to see what Delta will pay. And, and we've seen a a lull in our schedule. Do you think that that is the economy, inflation, you know, unemployment. Do you think that's just people like to feel that dental insurance is a big thing and it's important to them? Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that Judy's secretly punching people in the face when they're trying to check out? Uh- <laughs> I think that the culture around dentistry, maybe even medicine too, but I feel like why are you pulling me? Oh my gosh. Um, I feel like patients, even if they can pay for treatment, they want to have insurance. Like they they see us as a, what is it called? Um, commodity. A commodity. And okay, so I talked about this in our mastermind meeting last night. We worked next door to a lash extension place. And this place, guys, 
they don't even have a sign outside the door. And the part, their parking lot is always full. They even park in front of our building sometimes because of how full they are. It is a cash business. They don't accept insurance, obviously, because they're lashes. And these women willingly go to them every two weeks, $85, $95 every time because it's something that they value. And the same women who come to my office with their really nice lashes and really nice purses will also complain about the copay of fluoride and, and why it doesn't make sense for them to stay at our office if we're not in network, which makes no sense because if they have zero treatment that needs to get done and we see them twice a year, that's still way less than what they're spending on lashes. So I'm, it's just irritating. Like, I mean, we, we go to so much schooling and. You're saying you should have been an esthetician. Yeah. I'm saying that like the things that we do sometimes go unnoticed or not valued. And, um, and I talked about that last night at our mastermind meeting and, and a lot of the docs basically said, just um, let them leave the office and always give them the opportunity to come back because you just don't know how other offices are treating them. So it's, it makes me nervous, though, because I'm the business owner and I have a very large team. And when I see holes, it, maybe it doesn't make sense that I have four assistants and an associate, you know? Like, so it hasn't always been um, rainbows and butterflies. So if you guys are struggling, um, we are right there with you. Pretty sure anybody who's listening to this episode has probably listened to a handful of the others. I don't think you've ever come off as anything being rainbows and butterflies, my love. (laughs) (laughs) Try to keep it real. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's a struggle. I, I mean, heck, I would love to not take insurance. That sounds great. Uh, or at least not take, you know, the low paying insurances. Yeah. Um, you know, but obviously that's a, that's a challenge and there you're right. I mean, I think patients in general, um, don't really understand the value of anything in healthcare. Um, they just anticipate and expect that healthcare is something that should be taken care of by whatever payments they make, right? Through their work, through whatever. They, they expect that that's, that's, a, uh, that's something that should be taken care of by somebody else. My, my money is for me to get a haircut. I don't get haircuts, obviously, if you're watching us on YouTube. Um, you know, their, their, their money is for purses and lashes and lip fillers yeah. and not for beautiful teeth teeth or in my perspective, my back to stop hurting and, Mm. you know, joints to do well. Right. Like, you know, that's, it's, it's a, it's it's expected that that should be covered by somebody else. Okay. So it's been a struggle for you for a little bit for um, coming off of insurances. Mm -hmm. And I think that's helpful. I mean, I think hopefully somebody out there can relate to that. Um, But other than the insurances, what else has been going on in Smilesville? 
Awesome. What else? I don't know. I'm asking you. Um, Is it? Pretty much. Okay. Just working and um, balancing when to check out the second location and meeting with contractors. What else? I think that's pretty much it. Like when you when you met with your team at the end of the year and you guys went over 2022 since we didn't have a 2022 wrap up and a 2023 um, kickoff kind of episode maybe we can kind of go through how did that how how were the conversations of this is what our 2022 was this is what we did woo-ha hurrah um this is what we're looking at for next year and what we're planning i mean obviously the, the second location uh, but any other any other insights that kind of get sparked by that question? I well, we ended twenty twenty two less than twenty twenty one. Yeah. Wait, I thought you guys only go up into. Yeah, no, that's that definitely did not happen. Oh man! So we were short. I think almost four hundred thousand from twenty twenty one. And I, I mean, I took a step back from the practice to organize, <laughs> to organize the retreat. And I also cut back my days from four days to towards the end, I was like two days. And all of that income was me, <laughs> that 400,000. So um, it makes me. It, it one, it makes me feel a lot of pressure on my shoulders that I have to produce for the office. And, and I don't like that feeling. Like I, I want to practice that can be successful and profitable without me. And that whatever I do with my cosmetics just adds to the profitability and that is not how the last year was. It was pretty apparent, especially when I took off. So October, I spoke on stage for this um, conference called Bold. And I was out of the office for like a week, week and a half, like prepping for that. And then November was pretty much a wash because we were hosting the retreat. So we were prepping for the retreat, hosting the retreat. And then we took a family vacation because I thought I need time like just to celebrate and just to decompress. So we did a, a week long Disney cruise. So I was gone pretty much all of November. And December, we shut down the last week of December and the first week of January. And, um, and one of our associates got married also in December. So it was, and, and the end of the year pretty much sucks for everybody. Uh, I mean, in terms of like taxes and all of these things that still have to get paid, even if you decide to take a holiday. Um, so we were in the red for three consecutive months. And it sucks to admit that, but I mean, I just want it. I want this podcast to always be 
a real conversation. Um, so, so yeah, it's, I have been a shell of, of me at the office. I know that, um, when I show up to work and, and like when we do our morning huddle, like I'm not that like chipper, super happy. So 2022 ended a little rough for the practice. Yeah. Um, because your focus was elsewhere. But what so what's the what's the plan for 2023? I mean, obviously, you know, we had there's new location coming. Yeah. But you know, you still sound like you got a couple of things to write the ship as far as the the OG location goes. Um, well, I plan on working more. So my idea of only working two days a week in Folsom is not sustainable for the time being. And um, need to do what we do best, which is promote ourselves. I haven't really been on social media except to reshare things that people have already tagged us in. And I haven't even posted like my cases. So I am, um, I'm investing in marketing for sure. What else? That's it. And then we're just meeting more regularly. So we, we had our kickoff meeting in January and um, like, well, Judy and Colin came over while we were still off and we were trying to get get back to having a traction-based dental office. So really implementing systems and, and meetings to have a pulse of the practice and using the scorecard, using metrics. And I think a lot of it is, um, now that we are slower, a lot of it is going to be like training, training the team on, this is how you communicate with patients. This is ideally what you should say, what you shouldn't say, and then catching up on on the things that I haven't been able to teach them from my own CE courses because we've been busy. Sounds like a good use of um, you know, you're calling it downtime. I mean, but just you know, but things where they're not nearly as busy and chaotic, right? I mean, I think if you go back even just a couple of episodes, you're talking about how everyone's always running around and like there's no yeah. time for anything. Yeah. And so, you know, it's a different, different problem challenge than uh, I think you were having before, but, you know, I think that makes, that makes sense to make use of that little bit extra time to get all everything kind of squared away. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very intrigued as a, as a bystanding um, person with averting interest uh, at how the, how all the marketing stuff goes um, because for five and a half years uh, there's been, None. None, like at all. Yeah. Like, you know, and I mean, I know, I know that you said that you're a practice that was built on social media, and I mean, you were, and then once it was alive, it was kind of self-sustaining, right? I mean, mm -hmm. even the social media, for that matter, wasn't consistent or you know, or paid or 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 building up anything, and so I'm very excited to see what this whole marketing thing looks like for you because. I think that that's, I mean, you know, it should be, right? I mean, the, the anticipation of marketing is that it provides a, a significant change. And so it's going to be, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. 
I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited because now we are going to really dial in on on our target demographic versus just why did you find us? Oh, because you're in network with my insurance. So no, that's that's never going to be an answer anymore. Yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah, people are going to come into the doors because they're looking for what Smiling Company provides. Provides right, not because they're you were the highest rated on Delta. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a first official Delta Dental Dentist of the Month. Is no longer on Delta. So crazy, right? It's crazy. All right. What closing thoughts do you have for our peoples? Um, I will say if you are in a rut with your office, if you've seen a, um, if you've seen your schedule lighten up, don't, I mean, you're not alone. Like I know a lot of docs who are struggling and, um, and yeah, it, it can feel lonely and you can feel like a failure, especially with seeing how, quote unquote, every other practice kills it, right, all the time. Um, but we have our lows, just like, just like you guys do. And right now we're, we're in a lull and we're hoping that we can start peaking again soon. Right on. All right, everybody. Thank you guys for listening. Um, if you have not yet subscribed, liked, uh, given us a review, please do that. Uh, also, please take the time to share this with a friend that you might think would appreciate this episode, uh, as well as give us a follow on YouTube, um, because I, I've been in charge of growing that, and it's not growing very fast. Um, so <laughs> help us out. Help a brother out. Give us a follow on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel. Um, so that way, uh, Ashley's face can be plastered across the interwebs. Oh, stop. Um, <laughs> but we we have so many videos of just even the new location that we've never posted on YouTube. So if you want to see construction updates, definitely subscribe. All right, everybody. Have a great one. And aren't you supposed to sign? Hey, Ashley, sign us out. Um, first off, Michael doesn't sound oh. like that. Hey, um, Ashley, sign us out. <laughs> hey, guys, thanks for thanks again for listening to another episode of The Making of Smiling Co. Um, we're happy you're here, and we hope that you are going to be a part of our retreat this coming um, end of the year. So take care, guys. Uh, we'll see you ne- in a few months when we, when, we, uh, when we record again. <laughs> <laughs>